0: Welcome to What's on the Block, a podcast hosted by X4 Technology, getting answers to the biggest questions on blockchain and the metaverse. The virtual world has a global community of innovators, and we're here to tell you what they're up to. My name is Maxine Ewing, and I'm here with Ashumi to talk about how to move your business into the metaverse. Ashumi is the founder and CEO of Mad Global. MAD is an innovation-focused, full-service creative production agency bringing projects to life in the metaverse. Hi, Maxine. Thanks for having me. So to start off, what do businesses need to consider while they are planning on moving toward the metaverse?
1: There's three things I would say businesses need to consider from the start uh, when, when planning to do any activation in the Metaverse space. One is definitely budget and the allocation of that. It can get quite costly, especially when you're trying to activate or develop a really great experience. So it's always great to have an understanding of how you are structured internally to be able to dedicate some part of, I guess, your marketing budget towards activating something in the metaverse. The second would be, what is the goal? You know, there's a lot of trends um, and hype cycles around uh, what a lot of businesses are doing in this space. But I think the businesses that want to enter into the space need to start with asking the question, you know, and and that's something we ask businesses wanting to enter the space that come to us for advice and strategy. Why do you want to be in this space? what is the really what is the reason for wanting to and that actually helps us build out the bigger picture when we understand the why and the third one is what is the audience who are you trying to reach what what are you trying to you know who are you trying to reach and what is the message you're trying to sort of give to them? You know, where in the funnel does this experience sit for you or this project that you're activating in the space sit for you? Is it more from an experiential point of view or is it more more to have something that converts conversion to sales from a product point of view?
0: I think we should unpack those in more detail, especially, you know, your comment on intentionality. Would you recommend that every business transition toward the metaverse or enter the metaverse? Or, you know, do you think that some shouldn't? There's definitely,
1: we're definitely going into a time where pretty much anything that can be an NFT or linked to the blockchain in any way is going to be I don't think there's any sort of barrier to entry as such for the type of business that you're in and wanting to be or have a presence in this space. The first three points that I mentioned probably need to be taken into consideration from the start. One of the things we find that brands find or companies find quite challenging is that They're not internally structured with the right teams in place to be able to follow through with activating something in the space. So while someone in marketing might want to do something, I think it also needs to sort of translate into what the brand or the company as a whole wants to do and how they want to
0: position themselves in the space that they want to be in. Another point you brought up, which I think is really important, is audience. Do you think that there is an audience right now for fashion companies to, you know, utilize the metaverse to directly translate to sales? Or do you think that the actors in the metaverse space now that are fashion companies are really preempting a flood?
1: I think it depends also what metaverse we're talking about. You know, when sure. we, when yeah. we, when we, you know, we've just seen, for example, Decentraland Fashion Week, um, that finished not, you know, quite a few weeks, uh, just a few weeks ago, actually. Even though the experience from a user point of view was limited in terms of the visual experience, I think the brands that had the appetite to want to, to risk being and going somewhere that no one had been before did see a huge conversion from a press point of view and just recognition, you know, and positioning, you know, even though maybe people won't remember exactly what that experience made them feel like, they will definitely have more brand recall because of it, because they saw so because you read about it everywhere, you know, and you saw the same few names that were part of the Decentraland Fashion Week pop up, whether it was Dolce & Gabbana or Etro or Dundas, you saw all of those names come up through various news channels and various publications. And there was so much hype that the experience and and of course the technology supporting that experience almost became secondary.
0: Yeah, I I was personally very excited when I saw a bunch of, you know, Vogue issues coming out, talking about the Decentraland Fashion Week and just stuff that's happening in general in this space, because that felt so significant to me. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not, but, you know, the, the, you know, name of all names, Vogue, talking about Decentraland was really, really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I think also what was great about that was you know I think fashion has always had a red rope you know I don't you know like fashion weeks you have to be invited you have to you know you may or may not have the seat assignment that you want it's all very much at arm's length and having a fashion week with some of the big players from the fashion and and beauty space take part in an open to all metaverse fashion week was also I think A really pivotal point in how, you know, fashion is kind of going forward and, 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 and going to make a mark and presence in this space. And then the other thing, Mm. actually, I wanted to also talk about was how immersive technologies, you know, we, it's something that has become, in some part, quite ubiquitous with the way in which we interact with some of these, for example, of course, the advent of social media, we started using filters, specifically, of course, for beauty. But essentially, that's what even digital fashion is going to do with how we use fashion as, you know, a way to kind of have a presence in virtual worlds by using digital fashion, but as an augmented reality filter over our own bodies to show up in some of these spaces. And this is something that we've been doing it's become kind of it you know some of these behaviors are becoming hardwired into our brains because it's what we've been doing with social media we don't even think about the technology we actually just do it because it's so ubiquitous to our behavior that it's just something yeah. that we do but I think we're also going to start seeing a lot of this pop up at points of retail or points of sale
0: with your work at Mad. What are you noticing are the most immediate demands um, for companies that are moving into the space? What are they you know, most interested in, in initially getting involved in? Um, and where do you think that's going to progress? The most low-cost barrier to entry that
1: sees the highest engagement is social media filters. Um, and that's what most brands... Use as an entry point. Also, I feel like usher their consumers into that world. You have to kind of take them on a journey step by step. And that's what we've been seeing most of across Snapchat and TikTok, of course, and Instagram. But I think a lot of these experiences, of course, are now starting to become a lot more developed across the immersive technology space with the use of web AR. Um, And also using ai powered hardware at in-retail points like smart mirrors to test makeup on you if you go to and to go into a store or you know uh try on clothing in augmented reality like the experience uh, that DressX did i think in the nft space it's maybe slightly different across the spectrum of the different brands where the luxury brands sit i think they need to also have something that fits in with the fidelity of what the product actually looks like. And some of the brands do have, some of the brands maybe don't see themselves as it sort of being there yet, because some of the digital wearables are still not as hyper-realistic as some of the brands would like them to be. So it's maybe a little bit more gamified. So I think in the NFT space, brands that are launching fashion projects are definitely more either PFP-based or
0: experience-based. I'm interested in how the introduction of these, you know, not old world, but, you know, unbelievably historical industries like the fashion space are going to be, you know, potentially transforming the metaverse? You know, I I think that there's definitely a certain population that exists now that's using the metaverse. And we haven't really unlocked the full potential of the metaverse and all of the industries that are going to be involved. What does it mean that fashion is drifting toward the metaverse? And, you know, what does it mean that Vogue has published an article about Decentraland? You know, like, how is this you know, ancient art of fashion going to influence the direction that this brand new technology takes?
1: I think it ties again back to um, bringing the consumer and the end consumer closer to the brand's world. I think that's something that's definitely going to be, you know, quite useful in this space to connect people at a much deeper level to the brands that they love and enjoy. The other part of it, of course, is identity. But I don't think it's about replacing one for the other. You know, I don't think we're going to be replacing what brands are doing in an IRL world or Web2 world. I think the metaverse is only another iteration of the internet, just like when it was the start of e-com, for example. It was a new way for brands to now showcase and sell or, you know, have their products on platforms digitally to be able to reach millions more people than what it was before, where someone would actually have to physically go to a store, drive to the store, try something on. And
0: that's where that experience for the person would live. That was Ashumi. Tune in next week to stay in the loop with What's on the Block.